The following podcast is a Dear Media production. Oh, that intro music just gets me going. Oh, I love it. Anyways, hello everybody and welcome back to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. I am... Chris Clemens. <laughs> and I'm not British or Australian or whatever accent that was. <sighs> God, I'm just ill. Ill in the brain. <laughs> now, before we get into the episode, I want to remind you guys to subscribe to Unhinged with Chris Clemens. If you haven't, wherever you get podcasts, if you like video episodes, we put them up on youtube.com slash at sign unhinged. It is the Unhinged with Chris Clemens YouTube channel. You can just search Unhinged with Chris Clemens on YouTube and it'll be there. But subscribe. I have been getting so many compliments about the set, which like gases me up. I feel really excited about it. Like, I feel like it's finally coming together. I've got to figure out the other side of it. But I've got a gorgeous painting by Ty Maynard. I've got a fucking tree as real as, I mean, Kim Kardashian's ass. It's there's, it's just a vibe. I mean, it's just a vibe. <laughs> I don't know. Also, um, be sure to rate and review on Apple Podcasts. I know it's kind of a hassle, but it really helps us out a lot. We've been charting in the U.S. comedy charts again, which is so cool. And it's all thanks to you guys. So keep leaving reviews. If you're watching the video, leave a comment. And um, let's get into the episode. I figured we would kick this one off with a piece of advice that one of you guys needs. Now, if you guys want to ask for advice or you need a dumb debate settled in your life or really anything, I mean, like, I'm really down. Or if you just want to tell a story, like a scandalous story, oh my God, just email that's <laughs> just email. <laughs> um, but you can email unhinged with Chris Clemens at gmail.com. And it can be a juicy story. It can be advice you need. It could be a dumb debate. It really, there's no bounds to which this can be. Um, but I have one and I have to keep the name a secret, which how you know, it's going to be good. <laughs> um, so here we go. This is an email I got. And it says, please tell me if I'm insane and a total bitch for this friend situation and what you would do instead. Oh boy. <laughs> Some backstory. I had this friend who was trying to be my friend for years. She seemed cool, except for one thing. She was obsessed with men. Like not in the, oh my God, girl boss way, but in the annoying pick me girl way. She definitely needed attention of guys no matter what to help build herself up. She had asked several uncomfortable questions about my boyfriend and always made endearing comments like, oh my God, he's so tall. I love tall men. And she asked me his dick size as well and would often just be weird about him. <laughs> Immediate red flag. But like, anyways, I'll get into it later. I've been in a relationship with him for eight plus years. We are in love and very committed to one another. Anyways, this friend had come down to hang out with me for the weekend. I live in SoCal and she lives in Central Valley. Long story short, she started undressing herself and came out without her top on, just covering her boobs in front of my boyfriend. It was so awkward and just made both my boyfriend and I uncomfortable in our own apartment nonetheless. I eventually texted her and told her I do not want that to occur again. She basically said I was sex-shaming her, and she said at least I didn't come out 
without any clothes on. Like, girl, what? She sent me a four-paragraph massive text about how she's not to blame and deflecting everything onto me and how I'm not supportive of women. And I feel like she just doesn't realize you can support women and also have boundaries. Anyways, I never responded to her text as I didn't feel it would go anywhere. And it would just be a constant struggle. And I don't want to be friends with anyone who isn't respectful of my boundaries. What are your thoughts? Was I too harsh? Now, oh boy, boy, boy. I am very much the one who's like goofy and silly and like, not like love crazy, but like, you know, I'm definitely like horned up. (laughs) I'm horny. (laughs) Yeah, no, I've been like in a constant state of horniness for like five years. Yeah. (laughs) Will someone please touch me? Well, like, okay, this isn't. Totally. <laughs> I don't know what that middle of the episode Craigslist ad was, but um, I don't think you're in the wrong if it was clearly something that made you feel uncomfortable or awkward or just not feeling it. Like a joke is as funny as it is received. And if you're telling a joke to a room of people and nobody laughs, The joke wasn't funny. It doesn't mean it's not a funny joke, but the setting you set it in was not appropriate. And I think the same goes for this. Like, I think it's funny to be like silly and like, ooh, my titties, I'm covering them. But like at the end of the day, if someone didn't like that and it made them uncomfortable and it made it feel like your boundaries were crossed and they're telling you that there shouldn't be any deflecting the fuck? You should be like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. It doesn't matter what you think of it. It matters of, you know, how people were received. And if you want to double down and say, fuck it, no, it didn't, then don't expect to be friends with your friends anymore. So I don't think you're in the wrong. Um, I mean, the only question I really have is, is she specifically going for your boyfriend? Because... Oh, well, I guess I don't also understand how close of friends you guys are because it sounds like you guys have been friends for a long time. But then when I go and say, um, I had this friend who was trying to be my friend for years, that is a little concerning. Like she was trying to be your friend to steal your boyfriend, but you don't need to be friends with someone to steal their boyfriend. Not that I'm (laughs) giving uh, advice on how to steal someone's boyfriend. But yeah, I just, I don't know. I don't think you're in the wrong for... Honestly, and it seems like pretty level-headedly stating your boundaries and like nobody's perfect and you can't expect anybody to be perfect or to read your mind or like, I don't know. I just, I I think if you say your piece and the res- how they handle it isn't right, then I think you're totally valid in wanting to create some distance. I don't know. That's just me though, doll, because... I would just not be chill with that, like, at all. I mean, I would if we were, like, my friends who I knew didn't have any interest in my, like, boyfriend or girlfriend or whatever. Like, that's one thing because, I don't know. I mean, if you're just friends and it's, like, naked is naked. Like, who gives a shit, you know? I mean, I'm not saying, like, therefore, like, strip and ride his face. But, (laughs) I mean, a little titty never hurt nobody. I don't know. What do other people think? Am I... Was this solid advice? Like, I don't think there's anything wrong with nudity per se, but I think it's like the way you go about it. I don't know. Leave a comment and let me know because I also... Yeah, leave comments if you're watching this on the YouTube channel 
And like, I would like to know what y'all's take on these stories are because I sometimes I'm like, <laughs> why are people asking me for advice other than me prompting them to? Like, am I even a human? <laughs> am I human or just a dancer? <laughs> Oh boy, I had a lot of coffee and yet somehow still not enough. You know, like, what is that? What is that? Having so much coffee that I'm like shaking, but my brain is just asleep. What is that? Anyways, I wanted to start a new segment on this podcast that we would do, you know, not every episode, but every once in a while. And um, I was first introduced to it through my friend and previous guest of the podcast, Lexi Lombard. Um, She does this thing on her channel called Weird, W-E-I-R-D-D. And um, each letter stands for something else. So it's like wearing, eating. I don't remember her order exactly. But then my friend Claudia did a thing in her videos called Recap, where each letter of Recap would stand for something different. And each time she would do it, the letter would change. Did that make sense? I'm like so bad at explaining things. So anyways, I came up with the word share, S-H-A-R-E, not Sean Mendez. It's giving share. <laughs> but each week, the S will stand for something else that starts with S. The H will stand for something else that starts with H, etc. So welcome to the very first share of the podcast. Now for S, I have skincare because I have picked up a few skincare items that I really, really like love and just I've been introduced to and just, ooh, really get me going. Now, the first one, my friend, I was, it was the day after Christmas and my friend Katie was in town because we went to high school together and her family's nearby. So we got lunch and after lunch, we were just kind of fucking around and went to Sephora, which by the way, why has Sephora become the new Claire's? There should be like a... You have to be at least 16 years old or have like more than five wrinkles on your face. Period. It is just absurd the way that Sephora is run by 10-year-olds. Like, I felt crazy until I started like hearing other people like agree with me when I post on my stories about this. But I don't understand why 10-year-olds need to be shopping for expensive skincare. Bitch, we're all buying that skincare to look like we have 10-year-old skin. I-, I don't understand it. I was in Sephora literally two days ago. It was Wednesday at 2 o'clock in the afternoon, and it was filled with, I would say, nobody older than 13 years old. It was so fucked up. And they're all looking at, like, Tatcha. Bitch, I can barely afford Tatcha. How? What? what? Huh? And if my kid was like, I want skincare, I'd be like, okay, like... Here we go. Here's some Sarah V or Sarah V. I don't even know how to pronounce it. Oh my God. Anyways. (laughs) So we were in Sephora and I saw this like uh, red light mask that I've been wanting to get. And it's like $500. And my friend Katie was like, no, don't do that. I researched this and I actually got one. And it's a brand called Omnilux and it's way better and it's cheaper. And so I got that and I just started using it. And I haven't really noticed a difference because it takes a while, but just to have 10 minutes of your day with like some crazy ass mask on your face shooting red light into you, oh, it's supposed to help with like anti-aging and like I'm sure other benefits, but I really just fucking enjoy it. I feel so like I'm just laying there in a bathrobe like 
<laughs> Looking like Jennifer Coolidge in a Cinderella story getting out of the tanning bed. Like, I truly feel my most iconic with that. And I just, I saw a lot of before and after pictures. And my friend Katie is someone who will do the research. Like, she will do the work, honey. And I just appreciate that so much. And I know that it's like, okay, legit. And yeah, people's before and after pictures. I was like, shaking to my core a little. Not gonna lie. Now, the next thing in skincare that I was introduced to, also by my friend Katie, also on the Sephora trip, was Paula's Choice, the brand. I've always seen it, but like, I don't know. With so many skincare brands now, I just kind of get weary about new ones and trying new stuff because I just, I don't know. Some of this shit just feels like it's branded really nice and then kind of does nothing. And I mean, I definitely thought that about Paula's Choice, but... My friend Katie said that their retinol, the 1% retinol, is amazing. I've been using it, and I have never woken up with such pretty skin in my life. Like, I noticed a difference overnight. I did, like, retinol, and then, ah, this, like, little boost collagen serum. Let me look it up. Paula's Choice Collagen Serum. Okay, it is the Paula's Choice. This is not sponsored, by the way. God, I wish. Pro Collagen Multi-Peptide Booster. It's like a serum that rebuilds, strengthens, and firms skin at a deeper level with six pro-collagen peptides that deliver multi-layer support for results immediately and over time. I did that. No, I did ret- the Paula's Choice 1% Retinol. And then I did that collagen stuff after. And then I put on like a moisturizer. My skin the next day, I swear to the Lord baby Jesus who was born in a major because there was no room in the inn. I was shook. I was shook. I mean, I, oh, I just, it's really like getting new products that I like and actually see a difference with really has like reinvigorated my love for skincare because it's like I do it and I did get a new puppy, which we'll talk about in a little bit. But I honestly have been off my skincare game. Like, I'm lucky if I brush my teeth at night. I have been so tired. And just to get into skincare again is so fun and. Oh, I don't know, guys. It's really... S could stand for simple things, bitch, because it really is the simple things in life. My God. Um, Next up, for H, I have handgun. And uh, I picked that because, thank God, I don't have a handgun for when I'm driving. Because what the fuck has happened? Everybody seems like their knowledge of driving has gone out the window. Not that I think it's ever been in the window. I mean, I witnessed a car accident two days ago. And I was just shaken to my core because it was it, it was just one of those things I was looking at. And I was like, oh, my God, Darwin was right. Survival of the fittest. There are some people who should not have should not make it past like 10. <laughs> it's everybody in a Sephora. <laughs> no, but oh, my God, I was driving down this one road. There's two lanes. I'm going five over the speed limit because I feel like that's, you know, generous and the way I drive, I'm like, I want to drive fast, but not fast enough where I get pulled over. I just don't want to deal with the police and I have tinted windows and don't want to lose those. So anyways, this bitch is riding my ass for no reason. No one else is on the road. They could have easily just gone around me. They are giving my car a colonoscopy. Finally, um, we're driving down the same road. They are still going forward with the colonoscopy. And then we get I like need to take a left. So I get in one of two left turn lanes. They get in the one next to me. So they're on the left. I'm on the right. I'm like sort of shooting them looks. Not that they can see them because my windows are black. And we start to turn. 
And this person, I'm like, okay, I don't have to deal with them anymore. So there's two lanes taking a left. This colonoscopy giver decides to go in between the two lanes of cars to go around someone and then collides with them. And I'm behind them. Meanwhile, this whole time watching this old lady who she hit was just freaking out. I had to like help push her car through (laughs) an intersection. I was like, oh my God. But why does nobody know how to drive anymore? It started around the holidays and I just kind of thought like, okay, it's holiday drama mama. Okay. No. It's like fully January. This happened on January 10th. No. Get your shit together. It just, it feels like the roads have become so much more chaotic. It feels like everybody has just become a bigger fucking bitch on the road. And yeah, thank God I do not participate in the Second Amendment because it would be over for you, me, and everybody. (laughs) Anyways, is that... Yeah, I don't know. That was just a rant. I don't know how PC that was, but oh my God. I mean, it's just fucking chill. We're all... Nobody enjoys driving these days. (laughs) Just chill. God. Next up in share, we have the A, and I made this one stand for able. Now, I have just been getting so much stuff done that I've been dreading, and it's so much easier than my mind like tells me that it is. Like, I just want to like share the gospel right now <laughs> and say, like, you are what you're putting off is probably so much easier than what you've built it up to be in your head. Even like Christmas decorations. I got my new puppy a week ago and um, that was uh, the 5th. The it was the 5th of January and I have all my Christmas stuff still up, all of that stuff. And I kind of thought I would want it up for a while, but then I was like, okay, it does feel a little weird having a bunch of Christmas stuff up in January. So I just with like the new dog who's like a puppy and it's just been a lot. So I was like, I'll never get this Christmas stuff away. One morning I just put my head down and did it, played some good music, had some coffee and just put this shit away. And it was gone in like 15 minutes. That was it. I mean, not my Christmas trees, but like all of the random decorations around my house. It's like so crazy. And like laundry. Oh my God. The way that I put off laundry is, should be studied by Harvard. It is disgusting the way I just will put off laundry. There are mounds of clothes in my bathroom and it's like, yeah, I'd rather have mounds of clothes in my bathroom than do laundry. But then I do laundry and it's like, girl, you just throw it in, press some buttons, de-dong, ding-dong, it washes, and then you throw it in. Like, it's the most easy thing. But what I found is it's the folding and the putting away of the laundry that I literally just despise. There is a laundry basket in my laundry room full of clean clothes that I just don't want to put away. It's I don't know what my problem is. I don't know why. But anyways, I guess, yeah saying able and having a laundry room full of clean clothes sounds kind of contradictory. Shut up. (laughs) But anyways, I just really think that I've really seen how easy some of these things I'm putting off are. And yeah, just wanted to share the gospel. (laughs) Now R stands for rescue. And that's because I rescued my second puppy. Um, And I say rescue because I am a good person. (laughs) No, uh, my neighbor, I've kind of like been mentioning every now and then that I want a new dog. And 
or like a second dog. And my neighbor told me that her friend is like fostering a puppy, its mother and its grandmother. Uh, and their owner died in Georgia and they were brought up to her farm. And so I was like, she sent me pictures and I was like, holy shit, that thing is so cute. It was like 23 pounds, which is smaller than Booger off by like three times. And I definitely wanted a smaller dog. And so I was like, okay, I'm down to like give this a try. So last Friday or so last week, I was like, why don't we meet on Friday and we'll see like how Booger and her get along and then we'll like take it from there. So she brought the dog over to my house and oh my God, this thing is so little and just immediately would go to my feet drop to the ground and roll on its back for belly rubs. And I was like, oh, okay, you're magical. You're really something, huh? So I said, can I take her for the weekend and see how everybody gets along and fits in? And my God, guys, I will get into it after we get through share, but um, it's been brutal. I've also been vlogging the experience and I thought Booger was at a... Booger was an interesting kickoff to having a dog. Ooh, girl, you ain't seen nothing yet. So that's what R is. Um, and I'm super excited about having a second dog. It definitely... I'm still kind of getting through the intimidation of having two dogs instead of one. But my mom did bring up a good point. And a couple people told me this. They were like, going from zero to one dog is way harder than going from one to two. And... I really was kind of a naysayer to that for a while. And then I was like, okay, wait, you might be onto something because you already know how to do this. And then finally we have E and I have existential because I feel like not only I have been going through like existential pondering, <laughs> if you will. I feel like so many people I've talked to, whether they're friends or acquaintances or strangers, honestly, I feel like everybody's feeling this sense of lost. I I don't know why or what's going on, but I mean, I definitely felt it mid like 28 and a half. I'm now 30 and um about like 28 and a half, I thought I knew what I wanted out of life. I thought I knew what my goals were. I thought I just knew not everything, but like everything about what I wanted. And then something shifted where I mean, I just grew up wanting to be super successful and super rich and a really successful entertainer and to have this big life and to quote TikTok, I love this little life of mine. <laughs> um, I just, I, it shifted when I moved to Delaware and now I feel really kind of like, what's my purpose? What do I like? What do I enjoy? And I definitely think the pandemic maybe had something to do with it, but I was talking to a friend and he's like, I'm about to turn 30 and I just, I feel alone. I feel lost. And I just think it's such a common feeling. And I don't think there's a timeline or a formula or like a deadline in which you figure things out. I think that's always going to be a nonlinear journey. And I think we need to just get better at accepting that. Like, you don't have to have your life figured out by 30. I know people who are like 60 and are still trying to figure out their shit. So, like, if you are, like, wondering what the fuck you're doing or who your people are or any of this, like, just keep, like, making decisions for yourself that feel appropriate in that moment. You're never going to know if it's the right decision. There is no such thing as a right decision. I just think there you make a decision and 
you've pivoted your life in a very either minute or large way. But I don't know. I think it's it's just hard, especially with like the direction of the world. It it just feels harder and harder to have meaning, I think, because it feels like nothing means anything. Like it feels like nothing matters more than ever. And I really think that that is kind of a mind fuck for people and it, rightfully so. But yeah, I just have been really like, what do I want out of life? What do I enjoy? What brings me happiness? And I think every day that answer changes, but I've just been trying to like take note of what I gravitate to and what feels fulfilling to me and pursuing that. So like stand up has been so fun and it really is honestly humbling because I am so used to getting hundreds of thousands and millions of views and all of that. And it, it feels like I'm starting over, honestly, in a whole new area. But it's exciting because it feels like something to work for and work and build towards. Um, and I got a DJ set. I just, I think, follow wherever your gut's telling you. And if that gut starts telling you that you don't like it, just back out or step down. I know that's obviously easier said than done in some situations, but just be patient with yourself. There's again, there's no timeline or formula for this shit. Like I think it's something that we'll always struggle with. And I think also there has to be some sort of acceptance that there is no perfect, happy life. And I'm not saying that to be like cynical. I just think to, to want that is almost wanting something that will never happen. It's impossible to have a perfect, happy life because there's always going to be things that kind of take you down or, you know, like take you down a notch. But I don't know. Life's been very existential lately. And that concludes share. <laughs> it's giving what? Share. <laughs> um, do we enjoy this little segment? Because I think this could be fun every like once in a while, maybe like twice a month to just go through this and share like my own personal stuff. I don't know. Yeah, I'm just thinking out loud with a microphone. Now, before we carry on with the rest of today's episode, I'd like to thank our sponsor, which is BetterHelp. Now, I'm somebody who's very vocal about therapy and is a huge fan of it. It has given me new ways to cope with situations or ways to break old or destructive mental thought processes or habits. And I just feel like with the new year, so many people are trying to make these drastic changes rather than building upon really good foundation that they might have. And I think that's where therapy really comes in because it helps you find your strengths and to move forward with those rather than dwelling on the things that you aren't. And I think a lot of people think therapy is just for people who have gone through trauma. But again, it's just helped me with habits that I have in my day-to-day -day life. So if you're thinking of starting therapy, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online. It's designed to be convenient, flexible, and suited to your schedule. All you have to do is fill out a brief questionnaire to get matched with a licensed therapist, and you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge, which I think is such a great thing because a lot of therapy is finding the right one for you. Not every therapist is going to be an instant match. 
So go celebrate the progress that you've already made and visit betterhelp.com slash unhinged today to get 10% off your first month. That's betterhelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash unhinged. Once again, this episode of Unhinged with Chris Clemens has been sponsored by BetterHelp. Thank you so much. Before we carry on, I'd like to thank another one of our sponsors today, which is Factor. Now, if you're wanting to hit the ground running with your resolutions, get started with Factor so you're ready for the new year. Factor's ready-to-eat meal delivery takes the stress out of meal planning and sets you up for success. You can skip the grocery stores, the prep work, and the cooking fatigue, when instead you can get chef-crafted, dietitian approved meals delivered right to your door. Now with over 35 meals to choose from per week, including options like keto, calorie smart, vegan, and veggie, and more, plus over 55 weekly add-ons, you'll have a ton of nutritious and flavorful options to kickstart your resolutions. Like, let's just be real, there are days that cooking and the prep work. Oh my gosh, the prep work just sounds exhausting. And especially with a new puppy, I have just been wiped. So just to have something like Factor that I can heat up and eat in just two minutes is everything. On top of meals, Factor now offers loads of snack options like breakfast, smoothies, juices, snacks, and more to keep me going no matter what's on the schedule. And another positive is it really helps me skip the whole takeout trap. I feel like Factor is cheaper and honestly way more delicious than takeout. And if you're looking for something for more of a special occasion, you can try Gourmet Plus, which is the perfect solution if you're looking for fast upscale options done easily. And with Factor, it's super flexible. You can change your order up every week with plans from 4 to 18 meals per week or pause or reschedule your deliveries anytime. Not only does Factor offer fast, simple solutions when I'm too busy to cook, but they also help me stay on top of my goals with offerings like Protein Plus and Keto. All in all, I just think Factor has everything I need for a week of flavorful, nutritious meals. And like I said, in addition to -to ready-to-eat meals, they also have cold-pressed juices, smoothies, energy bites, extra protein, protein, veggie sides, and more to keep me energized. So if you are looking to give Factor a try, head to factormeals.com slash unhinged50 and use code unhinged50 to get 50% off. That's code unhinged50 at factormeals.com slash unhinged50 to get 50% off. Thank you so much, Factor, for sponsoring this episode. And let's get back to it. Like I said in Share, I rescued a dog and it's been the longest week of my life because she's one years old, like no older than one years old. And the first 24 hours of having her, she threw up four times and did not pee or poop once. So I found myself at the emergency vet clinic and spending $510 right off the bat. Yeah, that was a really fun one. That was a really fun one. Now, like I said, I did vlog all of this. I don't think I vlogged at the thing because I thought I was going to actually lose my mind. But I was there for like three hours. And it just... (laughs) That really was a moment where I was like, is this a sign? Is this a sign to walk away? But I'm really happy I didn't. They basically gave her um, some medicine that made her less nauseous. And then put fluids in her. And that night she slept in my bed and was so cuddly, is so cute. And it's really been up and up ever since this morning. She pooped and peed at once, like on the first try. Like it was just, I don't know. 
getting a rescue is like such a mind fuck because like, you know, when you like get a dog, you expect it to be like, this is my new buddy and like, it's going to be this and they're going to be integrated so quickly. She is so scared of me. Like every time I come to her, she like hides under the table or like runs away. Until this morning, she would poop once a day and pee once a day. She would poop in the morning and pee at night. And honestly, getting her to go potty is so difficult. I have to be like, go potty, let's go potty. Come on, you can do it. Let's go potty. Like, no joke like that, but like for 10 minutes. My neighbors must think I'm insane. But that's what's like really comforting. And what's easy about having a second dog is having gone through all of this with Booger, I really know that it's like not one, not personal, and two, there's so much room for improvement. What is different is the fact that she is a literal fresh puppy. <laughs> she is older than half a year, but no older than one year is what the vet said. And so I could lose my mind. I am on the after show going to run you through all the dog names I picked or that I was picking from. I did end up naming her Kiko. I struggled with her name for this one because with Booger, I didn't want there to be like Booger and then Victoria, you know, like, cause then it's like, wow, you hate your dog Booger. But I just never really understand calling a dog a real name. I used to, but now I just, I'm like, hi, Booger, Boogie, Woogie, Woogie. Like I don't talk to dogs <laughs> seriously. Like it's all just gibberish. And so I wanted this dog's name to be something that could have good nicknames like Keeks, Kiki. I love her nicknames. Um, I honestly have been thinking about I should have just named her Kiki, but I'm having regrets because I want to name her Troll. Like that is such a cute fucking name, Booger and Troll. I could die. Um, but I did already get her name tags made for Kiko. And um, yeah, I just, I don't, people are like, Where'd you, how'd you come up with the name? I'm like, uh, it's just a bunch of syllables. Like, I don't know nicknames are an important one for me. And I just didn't want it to be like a real name to... So I feel like they're both obscure, Booger and Kiko. And it needed to be something different than like a B or a G sound because I was getting confused. On the after show, I'll tell you about one of the names I was picking. Also, the after show is on, on uh, patreon.com slash Clemens if you want to tune in. Um, most episodes we do an after show for. I meant to say that at the top of the episode, but uh, top of the morning. But um, yeah, it's been an adjustment for sure. She's a big chewer. Like Booger is so unbothered. Kiko is... She chews on the corners of my carpets. She chews my blanket. Like, it's just a constant, like, no battle. And I am so... T I really have never felt this exhausted in so long. But I do think that in a week, it, so much progress has been made. She eats all of her meals. I bought her some cute sweaters. Yeah, there's so much in the vlog that's like fun. I'm just like kind of venting and complaining right now because she's in her crate. I'm trying to solidify crate training. So she's like in her crate when I like do this or I work out because I just, I need to be focused and I can't be worrying about if she's chewing up stuff. But oh my God. I forgot about this, which is shocking. But the first night I had her, I put her in, I got this like small little canvas crate because I plan on building a double crate out of wood that Booger and her, they'll be separated, but like it'll be, it'll be a tough thing. You can watch my YouTube channel and at a later point and see that. But I'm building a crate for her. So I got this like travel one that's made of canvas and it has zippers. So the first night, I put her in her crate and I take Booger and I upstairs and we go to bed. 
I wake up the next morning and come downstairs. And who am I greeted by? None other than Kiko. Which is crazy, because I thought I'd put her in her crate. Yeah, she found a way to get out, and she vomited in the crate, and then was just running all over the house. But I will say, she did not pee her shit, which was major. Like, honestly, I wasn't even mad that she was out of her crate. I was like, okay, honestly, whatever. So, the crate I bought was a little small. So, I'm selling it on Facebook Marketplace, and I got the next size up. I leave her to go out. I've been to Petco eight times in the last week. Eight times. Twice on the same day on Wednesday. Yeah. That was a rough pill to swallow. This happened on Wednesday, this next story. I put her in her crate. I go out and run errands. Come home. And I'm greeted by this bitch again. I'm like, what the fuck? How? Houdini? What the hell? So I go look at her crate and how she did it. She tore through it. There was like a fresh slit, like knife precision. What the fuck? Anyway, so now she has a metal crate. (laughs) And I'm not fucking around, bitch. Uh, So, yeah, it's just... Wow. It's been a lot, but yesterday she and Booger ran around in the backyard because it was like the first day of having sunny weather and not like torrential downpour and 65 mile per hour wind. (laughs) And I think that really helped. Booger, I thought, was going to kill her because Booger was getting... When Booger gets really playful, she gets really playful, but she doesn't understand that she is... 65 pounds of pure muscle. She is built. She is built. So she was just trying to play with Kiko. And Kiko's like, okay, I'm going to get trampled. Um, But it was all good. And they're sort of getting along. Booger definitely acts like she is Northwest and has no other siblings. She's just like so dismissive of Kiko. But Kiko will like come up to her and cuddle her and like lick her. <laughs> Booger will be sleeping on my bed and I'll be like kind of eyes shut and I'll hear <laughs> and it is Kiko going to town on Booger's face in her mouth and Booger's just like asleep and like her eyes half open and it's like what the fuck is this bitch doing? And I always just Booger looks at me and I make eye contact with her and I'm like I'm so sorry. <laughs> but um, Kiko loves Booger. Booger doesn't feel much about Kiko at all. Uh, So, yeah, I mean, that's it's been a really fun week, and I'm sure there will be a lot more stories to come. But, yeah, it's definitely been not a nightmare, but pretty fucking adjacent. (laughs) It's just been a long week. I kind of took off working out for a minute because I just literally did not feel like I could leave this dog alone by itself. And clearly, it was escaping from its crate. Oh my God, I've never drank so much coffee in my life. I've been going to bed so early. But one thing that was like actually really cute is that she woke me up at 5.45 the first morning she slept in bed and took her out and she either pooped or peed. I don't remember because I was half awake while I did this. But she woke me up to go out to the bathroom and I think that that's a really great sign. And oh, I got there this cute little spiky collar. Anyways, I could gush about her forever. She is just such a little nugget. Oh my God, it's weird having a dog that can sit on my lap when I drive. That is, yeah, she's she's a character. I really think she's going to open up nicely and become just a perfect little member of our family. We've expanded our family. (laughs) My mom said that to me. She's like, how are you and your expanded family? And I'm like, mom, that is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. But we're good. Thank you. (laughs) Um, All right. There is two more advice things that I want to get to this episode because 
they were just, or not one of them was an advice. One of them was like more of a Chris's court situation. And I thought this was just so stupid and I love it. So here, here it is. When you were a kid and your parents gave you frozen chicken nuggets, there was no putting two and two together that the nuggies came from a live animal, a.k.a. the same chicken you just saw at the farm. My husband claims that of course he knew this all along, even as a five-year-old. To quote him, of course chicken nuggets came from a chicken. Sounds obvious now, but as a five-year-old, please settle this debate. Did you always know where frozen chicken nuggets came from? Minus having the name chicken in the title and assuming no parent explanation. I'm under the impression that no single child would put two and two together. I know I didn't until I was like 10 and then went vegetarian for a few years. Husband and I also debated wiping techniques. I was shocked when he watched your video and said, oh my God, I can't believe he stands. And I looked at him like, what the fuck? You don't. Anyways, much love, Lisa. I don't think I ever put the connection of like, yeah, like a chicken nugget is a chicken. I mean, maybe I did, but I guess I wasn't also thinking about this. I was like, oh, lit. I'm having chicken nuggets right now. Like there was just way more on my plate than what came first, the chicken nugget or the chicken. But that's an interesting concept to think about of like, I de- I'm going to say most kids don't put that together because I don't think kids like really understand or like know the concept of death unless you obviously go through it. But I don't think kids would normally put this together that it's like a chicken nugget. I think they just see it as like a really yummy option that isn't a vegetable. You know, like that's at least how I think I saw chicken nuggets. I was like, oh my God, fuck yes. We're not having like that gross mushroom pasta. And also, yes, stand wiping forever. Amen. Do people wipe standing up or sitting down? Leave a comment. This just will always be a debate that I will never leave, that will never leave me because I did this one video of like, I tried like having long acrylic nails for a day. And I did a thing of like, can I even wipe my ass? So I pretended to sit on a toilet and then I was like, okay, now I stand and I wipe and oh my God, I cannot do this. And people are like, you stand and wipe? What? And it just started this whole debate. So that's the backstory on that. All right, our final advice for this episode. I just really wanted to bitch and rant, but also get your opinion on this. So I've been best friends with, let's call her Kathy. I've been best friends with Kathy for 10 years. I lived with her and her family, and I have helped her a lot through severe mental health issues and breakups. She is diagnosed bipolar and also has a lot of other issues that she has struggled with. And me being the people-pleasing bitch I am, same girl, I would drop anything for her to make sure she was okay. We spent so much time together and blah, blah, blah. You get the gist. Anyways, so a few years ago, I moved to a different town to live with my partner, which she would come stay with when she could, and I'd go stay at her house while her mom's house when I could. Her family is like my family as well. However, this past year, my partner and I have been focusing on saving and buying our first house together, and we finally did a few months ago. I feel like when I mentioned we were planning for this, that Kathy started to get weird, wouldn't talk to me as much, and this past year, she has barely come to see me. Every time I went to my hometown, she would make excuses to not see me or just say, I don't think I'm available, which started getting really upsetting. Anyways, fast forward to December last year, and I ended up reaching out, explaining how I felt, and was kind of just met with, 
I'm struggling mentally and I'm not sure if I want this friendship. I asked why and she couldn't give me an answer. I tried to be as understanding as I could and tried to end the conversation with both of us happy. But honestly, I was heartbroken. I get people sometimes go separate ways, but this just felt weird to me. Anyway, I had planned a birthday in the new home for months in advance. And Kathy and another best friend of mine, who we will call Jen, were invited to this. They told me they had other plans, which was fine. I was a bit bummed, but hey, December is a busy month. While celebrating my birthday with my two other best friends, I see on socials that Kathy and Jen went out to a concert together, posting selfies online together knowing I would see it. It hurt a bit, and I reached out, and Jen decided to absolutely rip into me, tell me I'm playing a victim, that I'm a horrible person, that I'm pathetic, etc., etc., and that I'm overreacting because, quote, I have a birthday every year. My birthday is in December, and normally every year my friend group would get together for it and celebrate the year as well. It was a common thing that we did. Anyway, I had to block both of them because I kept getting abusive messages and I haven't talked to them since. Am I overreacting? I just don't get how someone you've been pretty much sisters with could all of a sudden just turn on you and not really have a reason as to why. My other friends say they think she is jealous because I bought my first house and she is still living with her parents, but I just don't know and would love to hear what you think. This is interesting to me because it's, I feel like there's a lot of factors that are a part of this. There's the growing up element, there's the outgrowing element, and then there's just like life. I think it gets harder and harder to like celebrate birthdays every year. And it would be one thing if, uh, if I remembered where I was going with that sentence. But I think what I've really learned in my life is that I'm done. Oh, I'm never done burping, but I'm done chasing after people who like can barely do the bare fucking minimum for me. Like, if you can barely respond, I'm done. If you're going to, like, constantly talk to me with, like, attitude or condescension, we're done. If, like, I'm not going to go out of my way and feel like a desperate Debbie just to maintain something that isn't that anymore. And I think that's kind of what's happening. Like, it's sad and it's heartbreaking, but I think just stop trying to force this, honestly. I think live your life. It seems like you have other friends that are great and positive. I think if they're going to a concert, the first thing they should have said is, oh my God, so-and-so's in town. We want to go to the concert, but it's on. It's around your birthday. Are you doing anything? Or, oh my God, I know you have plans, but we're dying to see... Like, There just should have been initiative on their end if they really are those kinds of friends. And I just think there's nothing you're going to say or do that's going to change the situation. I really don't. Because the ball just feels like it's in their court. And it seems like a them problem. And mental illness is not an excuse. I definitely think it's a handicap. But I don't think it's an excuse to just be a piece of shit. And to just not be mutually respectful to people who especially in this case, you've been with your whole life. It's hard and it happens, but I say just enjoy this time you're in with your new house and don't let these bum bitches get you down. Like, it's just... It sucks and it's so fucking unfortunate, but at least they gave you their answer and have showed you who they are. 
just take the higher road and unblock them, honestly, because I just feel like that always leaves a door shut, but you just don't need to engage with them. And, oh, that's so annoying. Dude, growing apart from people is like the trippiest shit. And it, for some reason, getting older, it feels like it gets easier, but it never does. It never gets easier. Oh. So no, I don't think you are overreacting by any means. Um, I think you should just really lean into the fact that you've got a whole new house. You're a whole new bitch. And just start, you know, relying less and less on them and more and more on new people or better people. And with that, I think the episode has come to an end. Now, before we leave, I, I saw a comment from the episode of Housewives Finale Heard Around the World. And it comes from Alma Sakravakak 3995. Absolutely butchered your username. Apologies. Apologies, love, for fucking up your name. Chris, you telling this whole recollection has convinced me to get into Housewives. Okay. I was like always like, why would I ever want to watch Housewives? And then there was the Erica Jane like on Beverly Hills with Tom Girardi. There was like a legal battle. And then on Salt Lake City, there was a legal thing. So like that like combination of true crime mixed with reality television is right up my alley. And that's how I got into it. And I felt so nervous last episode giving like, first of all, making the whole episode about this. <laughs> but it was all I could think about. And two, I just didn't think I was doing a good job like explaining it because you know when like people want to get in on the information but like you have to give so much backstory I was so afraid that I was just all over the place I literally couldn't even listen to the episode because I was afraid of cringing but so many people were like oh my god you made me want to watch the housewives like oh my god you explained this so well so bravo cut me that check please um yeah alrighty I will see you guys on the after show on patreon.com slash Chris Clemens as always rate and review this podcast on Apple Podcasts or wherever you get them as well as subscribe if you haven't be sure to subscribe to the Unhinged YouTube channel youtube.com slash at sign Unhinged have a great rest of your day night lunch dinner breakfast jerk off session I don't know what you're up to but I hope whatever it is you are well and you are always pushing yourself to to get more for yourself and what you deserve so I love y'all and uh, I'll catch you on the after show bye bye Please note that this episode may contain paid endorsements and advertisements for products and services. Individuals on the show may have a direct or indirect financial interest in products or services referred to in this episode.